Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hi there, welcome to today's podcast. Your Ultimate Life, creating a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your gifts. And I want to talk today, the episode 745, it's express your best self. Now, a couple of days ago, we talked about forgiveness and um, believing in yourself. I think it was two days ago. Yesterday was, or last episode was forgiveness. I keep saying yesterday because for so long we did this every day with shorter episodes. But I think that this is working better. Longer episodes, more depth, uh, especially when we dive into difficult topics like forgiveness, like yesterday and today, expressing yourself. I've used this background here, kind of a funny fantasy background, a, a pseudo clock here and, you know, some other nebulous things. I, I want to talk about what expressing yourself is. When you think about um, a little a youngster, when I was young, my brother and I had a an entire elaborate play world uh, revolving around different kinds of animals and people. So we had a whole world around uh, monsters. Uh, we didn't even really know what they looked like. He had a set of monsters that were his stable, and I had a set, and we had kingdoms and battles and, you know, that kind of stuff that you probably recognize. And, and then we had another whole world that were was us as people only you know we weren't in it with our own names well we were but we weren't in charge we had other names right and they were names of uh, heroes that we had or that we invented and then we had animal kingdoms and the ones i remember mostly was uh, from our little teddy bears and they were i don't actually know what they were but we we thought they were cats so we had kitty kingdoms right we never had any cats or dogs in the house growing up. My sister had a rabbit for a while in the backyard, but my uh, my mom wasn't too much on domestic animals, so we didn't really do that. She grew up on a farm, and animals belonged outside or something. So anyway, whatever. In the, my point in saying all that was the creativity, the expression. And uh, my my younger brother, he was about four years younger, and. He and I used to get in trouble, you know, night after night for talking so much when it was time to go to bed. We'd chatter and chatter in one of our different kingdoms and talk about space travel and wars and, you know, courts and kings and all kinds of stuff. And, and I'm sure you did the same. Somewhere when we grew up, in the process of growing up, we lost our willingness to express. Now, I heard a shocking statistic the other day, and I think it's on one of the episodes with a guest here a little bit ago, and I'm going to repeat that statistic here that youngsters were given a creativity test. 
and I don't know, it was designed by some university. And uh, when they were young, four or five, 98% scored high on the creativity genius continuum. And that test was repeated every few years, four years, five years, as they grew up, you know, fifth grade or something, and 10th grade, and then graduate, you know, college and so forth, three or four times. And uh, you're not going to be surprised at what I tell you. It was the same group of people that was tested, and it was quite a large group. Uh, I think several hundred uh, in, in a in the school system or in an area. But anyway, they went from 98% rating as creative geniuses. And the number went progressively down till on the fourth test when they were in college or graduating from college or something, two, it was 2%. Now, you know, there's a couple of ways to think about that. One is somehow they all got stupid or we all get stupid. Or two, we beat the creativity out of ourselves or the system did or the education system or whatever it is. And this podcast is intended and my whole purpose in doing this is to give you the love and encouragement you need to recapture your creative genius and express yourself. Why would I care about that? Well, I'm not saying we need more people teaching us how to garden or paint weird things or create more music except that we do, because here's what happens when you and I decide to develop the gifts we have, we expand, we live longer, our brain stays healthier, we do better stuff in our, whatever the roles are, if we have jobs or as parents or members of the community, there is something about developing and expressing our gifts that keeps us active and productive. You know, there's this idea, we, we have these studies that talk about telomeres and other things in the bodies that sort of peak at some age, 10 or 20 or 30, and then decline, and that's all part of the aging process, and we have an epidemic. I don't know if it's classified actually as an epidemic, but it seems like to me of declining mental capacity, dementia, Alzheimer's, and so forth. And I think there's a lot of evidence, at least, that that's because of lack of stimulation and activity. We stop reading, we stop growing, we stop intentionally focusing and learning new things. Well, that kind of stuff is completely in our control. What seems like happens is we lose our enthusiasm, we lose our willingness to take chances, and we live more and more fearfully of others' opinions or of something bad happening. Now, a, a physical example of that, that I think I've told the story before, is when I was 40, I think I was 40, 45, I learned to ski. Now, when I was a kid in high school, I had a friend that his dad was an accountant, and they, I remember every January, just before tax season started, and the U.S. tax season was January 15th to April 15th. So during and after Christmas vacation, that last week of December, first week or two of January, it seemed like, and I don't know if they actually did, but it seemed like my friend and his family went on a ski vacation every year for a week or two. That meant he was out of school and I was envious. You know, I didn't do anything like that. And besides that, I didn't know anything about snow and certainly didn't know how to ski and snowboarding wasn't really happening yet. Or at least I didn't know anything about it if it was. 
And the only thing I knew about skiing is people broke their legs skiing, right? And that's all I heard is scary thing is you'll break your leg. Anyway, uh, and of course that's not true, and maybe people did, but that's what I, you know, my my understanding of it. And I didn't learn to ski until I was 45. In the year 2000, I was born in 55, so 45 years later, in 2000, life circumstances changed, and I started going to ski the ski hill every week, once a week, and took all of my kids, and we went to ski, and learned how, and and everything else. But here's what I noticed: I, I, and I'm a, I'm a pusher, right? I like to push hard, and I wanted to get green, and then blue, and and I wanted to get steeper ones and get to black, and somehow I imagined I would get to double black, which I eventually did. But anyway, I was a push, a pusher, and he got to get, got to do this, and sometimes in an unhealthy way. And part of that came from the years I'd lived with depression and needing to prove something all the time. But anyway. Here's what I noticed. The, the kids learned faster than I did. They got better than I was, faster. And their willingness to express in terms of take some chances and just jump the hill and go for it was higher than mine. And I tried to emulate it. I tried to follow it. But there was something about, and I assign it to age and experience, quote, but fear, really that I just didn't, I didn't have the same reckless abandon. And yeah, they crashed and so did I, and nobody ever broke a leg. Funny thing, you know, we got hurt a few times, banged some heads and whatever, but that willingness to do things, to take those risks, that was a physical thing. And there were real risks. And if, you know, if you fell certain ways, you got hurt, I know. But it was just an illustration of what I'm talking about. So let's talk about how this works in terms of creating a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. Here's what I know. And I know it more every day that goes by. And we're now at 2023, right? Every day that goes by, I am more certain that if you want to, you can make a living doing what you love. I know that. I didn't used to know that. I used to think that was hype and that it was only for a few things and that people said it so they could sell crap online. And I am sure that that is true. People say it and pump it to sell some kind of dream, like get rich quick dreams and stuff. But I also know that you and I were each given gifts and talents and some of them our fearlessness and courage and the ability to teach and speaking and some have more compassion than others and some are friendlier and some are introverted and that's a strength and some are very extroverted and energetic. All those gifts can be used in positive and good ways and can be part of a business if you want to create one. Now, why would I even talk about that? I mean, shouldn't we all just get some kind of job and make a living? Well, you're free to live like that if you want to, and in fact, most people do. But with the world changing like it is, the pandemic struck and people stayed home and lots of them don't want to go back. The Great Resignation, some people are using that phrase. And before that, there was freelancing, and after it, now there's, call it freelancing, call it home-based business, call it anything you want. But conditions in the world have changed such that it's easier today 
January of 2023 when I'm recording this. You won't hear it for a while, but that's all right. It's easier today than it's ever been in my lifetime of 67 years to create a business and support yourself if you want to, doing exactly what you love. It's easier now than it's ever been. Why is that true? Well, here's why. Information about how to create a business is more available now than it's ever been. The ability for us to do things, to learn and to master skills and so forth is more available now than it's ever been. Uh, I, I think of, you know, when I was a kid, taking lessons, music lessons, you had to go to somebody's house and find someone and you had to be able to afford it and everything else. Today, there's lessons about everything under the sun online. And some things lend themselves more and less to that than others. That's true. But, um, you know, especially physical things where, where there's some, you know, physical activities that really need to be in person or seem like they do so far. But it's easier now to learn skills, to create products, and to market, reach people than it has ever been in my lifetime. So let's talk about that. What do you love to do? Grow flowers, uh, make things, uh, sculpt, uh, paint, write, teach, talk, make videos. Like YouTube is full of thousands of people. And you know, it's fun. I know some of them. Every year I go to a video conference as an MC called VidSummit. It's going to happen this year, 2023. I think it's in October late September, early October in Dallas. And that's, this is the 10th year. And I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna be one of the MCs. And the fun part is at that conference, I'm going to meet at least a hundred people. There'll, be, there'll probably be 1,500 or 2,000 there, but I will meet at least a hundred who are making a living, making videos online on YouTube. And the topics would blow your mind. Everything from accounting principles to kitchen activities to I met a couple who was driving around in their RV talking about family excursions at different national parks to uh, funny things like, uh, you know, Mr. Beast who makes videos about just doing weird things, right? The, the opportunities are endless and that's just making videos about everything from serious topics to funny topics. There, I know plenty of people who write, who write books, who write courses, ghost writers, and others, other kinds of writing opportunities that are making a living. I know several people that teach that besides me. I have a class that I teach periodically. I wrote a book about writing books called The Story Arc, which is, you know, how to, how to understand your own life story and principles and how to organize it and write it and turn it into a course or a book or whatever. But I know three or four other people very well. I don't just know of them. I know them personally that make a living out of helping people tell their stories. I know other people that make a living out of helping people make products. And I know people who make products and sell them online. So your ability to do what you love and make a living if you want to is infinite. I don't care what your gift is. I don't even care if your gift is just being nice to people. There is a way to turn that into leadership instruction, helping people get along, improving relationships, parenting, uh, getting along in couples, you know, 
finding jobs. I just the, the list is infinite. And the reason it's bigger and easier now than ever is because you can reach more people. The Internet's allowed us to reach practically the whole world. And certainly orders of magnitude more than you ever could just a few years ago. So the idea that you can't express your best gifts and use it to uh, make a living if you want to is just not true. Now, I'm not saying you need to. But I talked to the reason I'm tying them together right now is because I talked to so many people who say, I'd love to use my gifts, but I don't have time. I got too many obligations. I got a job and family and I need to do this, 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 and this. And they treat them as mutually exclusive. Well, I have to do this job that I don't particularly like and I don't really have time to do the things I want to do. Sure would love it if I could make money doing whatever. And the answer is you can. All right. So I'm done talking about the money part of it or making a business. Here's the crux, creating a life of purpose, prosperity and joy centers around discovering and serving with your gifts, whether you turn them into a business or not. So do you know what your divine gifts are? Do you have an inkling? If you don't, let's talk about it for a minute. I did several episodes. You can go back and find them <clears throat> about exactly how to discover your gifts, exactly how to find out what they are. And it involved talking to other people. It involved, you know, looking and seeing what you really love to do. It involved several steps, but there were several episodes I did about that, about how to do that. So, and I'm not the only one that teaches it. There's a book called the passion test and all kinds of store uh, methods and systems that I've seen about finding your gifts or finding your passions. The question is, are you willing to do that work and then pursue it? Because here's what I see happen with people that talk to me. I don't know what I, yeah, I don't know what I want to do. And what they're, what they're really saying is I'm expecting some event that I go to or some book that I read or some divine manifestation to angel to dance on the table in front of me and tell me what my gift is first. And not only that, that the experience will be so powerful that it will wake up this unending supply of energy in me and it won't be difficult. And I'll just be fully on all the time. Well, I don't know a single person that that's happened to. And I'm in the business of doing this. So, I, here's what's happened to me. I've had divine interventions. I've told those stories here. I've written about them in the book, Tightrope of Depression. If you don't know about that, you can read about it. I died 11 years later, 2018, just four and a half years ago. I had a near-death experience where I actually, my heart stopped and I died. And I had conversations with God. Even those kind of experiences did not create what I just described, total clarity on what I needed to do, infinite motivation to go do it so that it's never hard. I don't know anybody, even me, that has that. What I do know is that if you want to find your gifts, you can find them. What I do know is that choosing to use those gifts to serve is a choice. I know that some days are easier than others. External events affect us, affect our moods and our energy and all the rest. 
but you can choose to do that. Just like a person gets completely motivated and they're going to lose weight or gain muscle or I know someone, uh, I just talked to someone the other day and I'm trying to think of who it was. Uh, a friend of theirs is quite a bit overweight and they have declared this year right here right now that by September, I think, they're going to do a triathlon. Well, a triathlon, it's not even like run a 10K. A triathlon is like, wow. And I don't know if it's like Ironman, which includes a marathon and then the two-mile swim and a 100-mile bike or whatever it is, or if it's some smaller version of that, but I don't even care. It's a half a one. That's, that's astounding given the person is, I don't know how much overweight, but quite overweight uh, or was recently. So that's a powerful goal. And I can promise you it's not going to be easy for them. There are going to be days when they don't want to. I know the, the weight part. In my late 30s, I was quite a bit overweight. I was um, 90 pounds, 80, 80 pounds overweight or something. And I decided I needed to fix that. So I went after it. And I went after it the hard way. And by the hard way, I meant changed my diet, re-enrolled for the several time in a martial arts studio, went on, earned, lost all the weight, actually lost 90 pounds, got super in shape, earned my black belt, have pictures of the tests, staggering, awesome, yay, but it was the hard way. Blood, sweat, and tears. But the accomplishment happened. If, if you want purpose, prosperity, and joy, you're not going to fall up that mountain. An angel isn't going to deliver it. It isn't going to come in an Amazon box. It's available. And I can tell you the joy that you feel from making a choice to discover and then serve with the gifts that you have is incomparable. I've been in the C-suite in multiple countries. I've been in high-ranking positions, made a lot of money, wrote, written Amazon bestsellers, you know, all of those kinds of things that could be defined as, you know, wild success, I can tell you truthfully and for sure, the most joyful things are when I am serving with my gifts. I'll give you examples. I'm blessed with music, helping community musicals, working in the church, and directing choirs, and I get to play the organ every Sunday now. In, in the congregation that I'm in. And it's fun because I get to add to the spirit of the meeting with gifts that I have. Yes, I also write songs, have a recording studio, and sell them on Spotify. So, gee, I could make, and, and I don't do enough of that to make a living, but it's a little piece. So here's the, the bottom line. We all are creative geniuses. That study proved that, 98%. You have gifts. I don't care if you've used them, discovered them or not. Developing those gifts and serving, loving and taking care of, blessing the lives of people around you is the fastest and surest way to happiness. When you're struggling and sad, go serve. When you're feeling bad about something going on in your life, forget about it and go help somebody else. Love someone, serve them just because you can. That's what I know and in the process, Fully express yourself. 
I want to. I'm asking to see your uniqueness, your individuality, your weirdness. I got a client who goes around saying, embrace your inner weirdo. I love it. Yes, please do. What we need in the world is people who are more authentic, who are true to themselves, who serve those around them with reckless abandon. And so I talked two episodes ago about believing in yourself. That means understanding your true nature and origin. Forgiving yourself was last time, which is emptying the baggage that we all carry that comes from either holding grudges for people that, or circumstances that hurt us, people or unfairness. It wasn't fair. God shouldn't have allowed X, Y, Z. Carrying that baggage doesn't help or carrying guilt and shame because you made mistakes or did dumb things doesn't help. Eliminating that baggage, which is about forgiveness. And today is about fully expressing yourself. That's a choice. And it might be scary at first. And you know what? There might be people that think you're weird and say so. That's their story and their issue. So my, my goal in this podcast is to help you find the courage, laugh, express yourself, find your gifts, and create your ultimate life by serving with your divine gifts. In that process, you may decide to create a business. You may decide to figure out how to monetize it, or you may not, but it's possible. There's no barriers to that except the ones up here. And it's interesting. When I started as a coach, I used to, uh, I marketed it differently. I talked about video marketing because I'm good on video and in performance. So I had a website called Why Your Video Marketing Sucks. And it was really about how to show up authentically and how to communicate. And then I had another um, speed to profit marketing. And it was about, again, how to be authentic and connect with people. And I've written books about how to walk without fear and all kinds of other stuff. But you know what the core of all this is? The core of all of it is you being willing to express yourself. The core of it is trusting your intuition. The core of it is ignoring what other people think and following your heart. I know you've heard that a million times, and so I'm encouraging it again. Trust yourself. The first and most important person to trust is yourself. Joy comes from service, and all the help you need is available. If I can help you reach out, I'm happy to do it. That's my business. My goal this year, as you know, is to help 50 million people to serve with their gifts. And I, for one, can't wait to see your kooky, crazy, wild, interesting, authenticness expressed however you choose to. I know that freedom and that courage is a tool and a path to creating your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stop.